All right. Uh, I am uh, Willie Farrell. I'm a comedian in Des Moines, Iowa. I've been doing this for close to 30 years. Kind of like the grandfather of comedy here in Des Moines. And uh, still live in Des Moines with my wife and daughter. And uh, I do a lot of uh, a lot of corporate comedy, work cruise ships, uh, comedy clubs and colleges in your area. No, I just uh, basically, I just do cruise <laughs> ships. I do Vegas. I do Atlantic City. I still do my corporates. And uh, I just uh, still at it at uh, 55 years of age. And uh, I'm doing a podcast now for a young up-and-comer and a bunch of nice young comics. Yes. I like them. Nice. I'm um, in, in here with you now with Eddie, and I, I noticed Eddie, you got a, little, about a, a bunch of pairs of uh, mirrored sunglasses. Are you a cop on the side? Are you a patrolman or something? Or It's it's another part-time gig along with comedy. Money. I, I, like, I like the glasses, <laughs> man. Very strange. Yeah. yeah. I uh, Well, welcome, everybody, mm. to Giant Rants Attack. I'm going to go straight into it. This is okay. awesome. Do, do, do I have to be... Do I have to rant? I'm not a ranter. I'm, you don't I'm, have I'm, to okay. rant. Because I'm, I'm, I'm happy, you know, that, that's the problem. I think part of my problem with me and comedy is the fact that I've never been angry. I never, I didn't, uh, uh, I didn't have a, a horrible childhood. I didn't, you know what I mean? It's like I, all, all the things that make us uh, for success, you know, I'm not depressed. I'm not pissed off at anybody. Uh, I don't know. The only thing I, I, I could use more dough, but that, but other than that, I'm, Who couldn't I, I'm, use I'm more actually dough? kind of a happy guy. So I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm, after a drink, you know, I'm not, I'm not a big beer drinker, but uh, this is, this tastes pretty good. Yeah. If we had I'm a bottle curious. of scotch, this could go, this could go places. I was curious. Mm-hmm. I was curious. If I should have gone that route or not, but um, yeah, it's true. I do. You know, it's it's funny. A lot of comics always ask me, "You you can't possibly be drinking scotch like that on stage." And I say, "Hey, it's tough to be me." Yeah, <laughs> I do. I, I I like my cocktails. Does it make the like endings of the of the show? like you know, I, I've harder? gotten well. The thing is, I've gotten to a good balance in my life, and it's not that I've never uh, uh, stepped over the line. I have. I mean, I've sure. seen a lot of comics that have wrecked their careers and wrecked their lives, but I, I I've somehow figured out that balance of. I mean, I can have a few cocktails and still keep my wits about me. Uh, not to say there hasn't been shows when I got done and went, ah, oh, maybe maybe that was one too many. But uh, sure. you know, as long as the crowd's with you and it's, it's a comedy club and uh, everybody's cool with that, I mean, that's that's I think that's the major thing is a lot of young comics will see me on stage doing this and that, drinking, and and, and, and uh, they think, oh, well, okay, that's acceptable. Check with your check with your comedy club owner first before <laughs> yeah, you decide. Very to, true. Yeah, yeah. So there's rules to follow. I see one thing that I noticed from you, yeah. and because I've seen you a few times, uh-huh. Now, um, is you almost don't need jokes. Like you oh, can almost work yeah. off the crowd itself. And yeah, do you think that it's something that that is like built over time, or do you think that oh, definitely, you're, it's just natural to you? No, well, you know, I, I was always natural at that. When I first started many, many years ago, I mean, I grew up with a bunch of Italian guys, a bunch of smart-ass Italian guys on the south side of Des Moines, and, uh, you know, we used to come at each other all the time, and I got good at that, and that helped in my stage presence. But like I tell everybody, other comics, it's, uh, you know, Picasso couldn't do the shit he does now without learning how to draw first. Absolutely. So I think the important thing is, uh, you know, get an act together. I mean, a lot of you just can't go up there and think, okay, this is this is the comic I am. I'm going to be an improver. It doesn't work that way. You know sure. what I mean? I, I, I've got probably good two, three hours of solid material that I can always fall back on. I just happen to like, you know, I, I like the freelance kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, there's still shows that sometimes I go up there and a club owner will say, you know, I want 45 minutes of material. And so I, that's no problem. So they restrict yeah. you from, like, actually working with the crowd? Yeah, well, so, yeah, so, I, I've had that happen. And I've had that happen in corporate settings, too, where they just want you to do your material. Uh, it, it's not as fun a show for me, but you yeah. know, I'll, I'll do what they say. I guess Always I could understand say. that with the with the corporate. Yeah, because they're, 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 they don't know how, how far you're going to go. And they don't want to offend anybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, yeah, I've so, had my moments there. <laughs> mm. How long 
all together have you been doing comedy? First time I got on stage was in 19, it was either 80 or 81. It was at the Ingersoll Dinner Theater. And I was there, and I'll tell you who else was there. It was um, Ben Ewan was there. Um, you've ever heard of uh, uh, Higgins, Boys, and Gruber? Yes. Okay, yes, I mean, yes. Steve is the announcer for Jimmy Fallon. He's also sure. the producer for Saturday Night Live. Dave's was on Malcolm in the Middle. Uh, Al, uh, the younger brother wasn't doing it at the time. Uh, at the Ingersoll Dinner Theater. Yeah, that's what, Gosh. there was a guy named Larry Rents. There was a black guy named, I don't know why I bring up, but he was black, but... I, the reason I bring it was black because he was one of my first jokes is because he was a black guy named Larry Rents. And honest to God, I was blacker than him because, you know, understand this is 1980. Yeah. And one of the jokes yeah. I used to do was, you know, it was back then where you could you use a black guy. I, I, I'd go up to Larry and say, my man, what's happening? So big, goddamn. And he would be like, well, how you doing, Malay? I was like, you know, he was just a really white. <laughs> and he since his past, I heard. But uh, he decided to put together an open mic. It was on a Monday night. And... Uh, I, my friends were down at the park. All my Italian buddies were like, hey, man, you got all those jokes you do. You ought to go do that, and we'll come watch you. And I said, all right. So it was Monday night, and I figured there'll be 40 people there. Sure. Show up at the Ingersoll. It's full. There's 300 people there. So I'm like looking. I'm going, I'm not doing this. So That's I go just, out with my buddies, and I said, I'm not doing this. So was there nothing going on on Monday? That, uh, yeah. Like, well, about, about, about 1980, I mean, uh, you know, people tell you, people that own bars, I mean, Back then, back before the the OWIs and oh. all this other stuff, you know, every night of the week was a pretty good night. Sure. So this place was jammed, and I told my friends I wasn't going to do it, and they were like, well, we all pay cover charge, you're going to pay us all back, and I'm like, I don't have that money. <laughs> so I got on stage, I was like fourth on stage, and before me, there was a guy in the audience that was heckling, and he's heckling the comics, and the comics, and these are all young guys like myself that really didn't know what they are doing, yeah. and they are getting flustered, and... Uh, I got on stage and he started heckling me and, and right then I just knew what to do. I went after him and uh, next day there was a big write-up in the paper about up-and-coming comic uh, with the good looks of Tony Danza and uh, wow. yeah, I had the good looks of Tony Danza and uh, <laughs> and the wit of Freddie Prince or something. They said and that was it. So uh, right after that I thought, oh, yeah, I must be pretty good. And uh, a friend of mine, Johnny Pascuzzi, knew some people in L.A. He said, you got to go out to L.A. So I went out to L.A. the next year. Was out there for like a year. I got into the comedy store. I got into the improv. Got all the rooms. And after about a year, I uh, got homesick. And my mother had some health problems. And I decided to come home. Wow. And I came home. And I started working for my uncle. You know, I would do the comedy on the side. I would like, you know, somebody had an open mic in the morning to do it, but I had a regular job. Right. And right. in about 84, 85, uh, I was watching TV and I tell these guys that I knew back out in L.A. when it first got started. And I'm like, I, I knew him. I knew him. And then I decided I'm going back. I'm going to do it again. And I went down to Kansas City, got to Stanford's and Sons. This is like 85, I think. First show I did back as trying to be a paid comic, it was a guy named David Naster, who's still down there working, was the headliner. I was the MC, and the middle act was Sinbad. So tell us <laughs> how long ago that wow. was. Yeah. Wow. And uh, yeah, and then after 80, Jeez. Five. I've just been doing it ever since. So, I don't, how long have I been doing it? A goddamn long time. <laughs> Seems so, like forever. A lot of people like find the, the the there's a gap between getting paid and like you know doing the open mic. Do you have any well, like suggestions? Well, for well, you know, first of all, understand when I started, I was in what I would say was the cushiest time of stand-up comedy. I mean, back yeah, in the mid '80s. Yeah, that's very true. Every Holiday Inn had a, a, a comedy night and was paying and was paying well. I mean, back in the 80s, you could make $200 a night. I mean, you can't get that good. now. Yeah. And back then, I mean, uh, you, I can remember turning down. I mean, people called and said, you want to come to Omaha for... Uh, Four nights for a thousand bucks. I'm nah, I don't, nah, I don't need it. I mean, seriously. <laughs> now I'm jumping at. It. But uh, so uh, yeah, I mean, the thing is, um, I would say for young guys nowadays, I mean, you know, the way the economy is, everything. You just, I hate to say this because I didn't have to do it myself personally, but I think you got to get on stage whenever and wherever you can, and uh, I think you got to do it wherever the bucks are. I mean, if, if you're sure. really, if you're really serious about being a stand-up in this time in this economic era, you 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 know, I don't care if somebody says you're, we're going to pay six dollars tonight. If you got a chance to tell your jokes in front of people that are watching, you better do it. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty. Sucks. Cool. I know, but such is life. 
you know, it's the best advice. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yours is still a working comic, though. I mean, it, yeah. Well, and, and I'll tell you how things have changed. I mean, I went this last weekend to a place uh, in Little Rock, Arkansas, called the Looney Bin. And it's a nice comedy club. But ten years ago, uh, for the money they offered, I would have said no. I would have. I didn't need it. You know, it yeah. was like I, I don't need to go to Looney Bins. Uh, you know, they're nice people and they got a good club, but I, I can make better money doing something else. And guess what? I was at Looney Bins, so <laughs> there were. That's where we're at in the city. You got to go where you got to go. Yeah. So where all, where's the best place that you've worked? I mean, you've worked so many different I have crazy worked, places. Yes, I've worked. It's so funny. Even in Des Moines one day, me and Ben Ulan were sat down and talked, and we were naming places that we've done shows in, in just Des Moines that sure. would just blow your mind. I mean, every there's buildings I drive by and go, oh, God, I, I did a thing in there one time in the cafeteria. I mean, it just but uh, as far as around the country, um, I've had some great gigs. I mean, I've worked in Hawaii, done a couple corporate shows in Hawaii. It was great. Uh, Do you like cruise ships? Like, uh, no. Do you work there? I hate them. I do them a lot. Talked to, everybody I've talked to has said that they hate cruise ships. Like, it, what is the... What is the well, the, you know, the, and there's also levels of cruise ships, too. I mean... Right, um, absolutely. You work Carnival, they work you a lot, and when you're not doing stand-up, they may, you may be calling bingo. I mean, and, and the pay is uh, probably half for what you get on uh, uh, Royal Caribbean or I work uh, Norwegian, NCO. Okay. My, the gig is easy. Usually you get on a ship, if you're on for a week, you might do a show at the start, and you might do a show at the end. So at the most, you may do two shows, maybe three, sometimes one. So you got a lot of free time. Wow. But you know, wow. once again, it's the crowd you're dealing with. You never know. They like me because I can go out into the audience and I can't keep it clean and I can't talk to the older people. Uh, you know, if you're a little edgy on a cruise ship, it, it ain't gonna fly. But I've done, I've done some. I don't like, I don't like going out. I mean, I don't. I've been to Aruba and I've been to Bermuda four times and I've been to the Caribbean. The last cruise I did was the one I liked. Um, I did uh, Hawaii and it was. Uh, it's a, It's the only American ship it's called pride of america and uh fly to honolulu and you get on the ship and you just go to each island and and two of them you actually spend the night so you'll pull into like uh uh, uh pull in at eight in the morning and you don't have to be back on the ship until eight the next night wow so wow, you got a lot, lot of time. time to do whatever you want you know yeah. uh and i uh, that was good i did the i uh, went up to alaska twice so uh Seems I, like it would be a weird you get, you sense get, of humor up there. Well, it, it, well you, know, you got the people on the ships. And when I went to Alaska, I had 2,500 senior citizens from Canada on the <laughs> ship. I, I was on stage, they had glasses on. It looked like a sheet of ice. They were so, I mean, just uh, just old. But uh, the Hawaii one was good. Um, but all in all, it's it's pretty lonely existence. Uh, you, you get to meet the entertainers on the ship, but as far as I'm concerned, most of them are just fucking weird. I mean, because they, they live on a ship. I'm yeah, sorry, but they're yeah. just... Uh, <laughs> it's just a different environment all together. Ben, Ben and Margaret, Ben Yulin and Margaret did it for a while. Uh, they, 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 I mean, they were on ship for like three months. I don't, I, don't, well, you, I guess if you had somebody with you, maybe. But, but as far as favorite places for me to work, I, I, I enjoy Vegas. I just, I, I just like really? the whole atmosphere. I'm gonna be there. Uh, I leave next Monday. I would be at the Riviera and. Uh, uh, on strip, uh, I'll be there all week. My and grandfather's actually from Vegas. He Is he really? Yeah, he uh, he was the uh, pit pit manager, yeah, pit, pit boss, boss of, yeah. of uh, Aladdin for Ooh. a really long time. I'll be damned. And then he did. Yeah. Then he uh, got an offer to help start the uh, Alton Bell Casino. Okay, yeah, out in yeah. Chicago. Yeah, yeah right. So, yeah, yeah. He did that for a really long time. Wow, it was kind of funny. Grandfather like, sounds like he might be uh, might be mobbed <laughs> up or something. <laughs> he yeah. had his moments. Yeah, I'm sure. He's got some stories. Yeah, I bet yeah. he does. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, have you ever got a chance to go out to Vegas yourself? I See, I, I've 
done it when I was really, really young, but yeah. I, haven't, I haven't got it. Yeah. And the pictures and from when he was there to yeah. now are just... It, it's oh, it's... Changed, it's, it's so I mean, it, change, it changes monthly. Yeah. I mean, the landscape changes monthly. I, and I've worked a lot out in Vegas, too. I've, I mean, uh, you know, I've, I've been... I've worked, uh, if not a comedy club in most of the hotels, I've worked, uh, you know, corporate. I mean, I've worked... So I, do they tr- just treat you better there? It, it's that? just... It's... Uh, uh, they're, they're a little looser with the money out there, it seems. That That is if you go in to work there. I mean, there's a lot of comics. I mean, they got a comedy scene out there, too. Right. And just right. like they do here in town, and it's, you know, they got a lot of comics vying for, you know, so many spots. You know, the only thing is, is that you're lucky out there that you have a different audience every night. You know what I mean? You can... Yeah, uh, that's very true. Where here, you couldn't do... You know, you could work weekly, but, you know... It, Somebody's gonna come see you twice and say, "Well, I saw him already." Yeah, he had, he had some of the same jokes that yeah, he had yesterday. Yeah, sure, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I, I got started uh, by uh, uh, just going out, and I mean, Spaghetti Works is here in town was one of the first places, and I was a house MC for them for a while, and I really? think that's how I got used to just getting used to doing. Once again, different landscape. I was lucky. The guy that uh, ran it uh, was a guy named Rich Morello. And he's since passed. Seems like all the people I know die, but uh, he uh, he was good. He would let me MC the shows, and he would say, you know, he'd give me a little more time than we do. Have that mob background. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't kill him. I got an alibi for where I, where, where I was when everyone died. Uh, but uh, were he, you guys he, playing cards? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was fishing. Uh, no. <laughs> But uh, 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 he would give me the freedom to, uh, you know, expand, go out in the audience, and, and I didn't have to do fit. I, see, I, I'm lucky because I give out uh, directions to young guys, and I I didn't have to follow half of them. I mean, <laughs> as an MC, I tell the young guys if they want to go to the Funny Bone and MC, it's great. Do exactly what they tell you to do first. Don't worry about being funny. If they tell you to do 15 and 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 bring up who's going to be here next week, that's more important than that uh, that uh, you know Obama joke you got. Yeah. Because now oh, if you yeah. want to work, follow what they tell you to do. I mean, I've had young comics come up to me and say, "Oh man, I, I was killing and I went a minute over." Well, why'd you go a minute over? Well, they were like, nobody cares. Just do what they tell you to do. Get on and off. You know, if they tell you the first time up, don't be dirty. Don't be dirty. If you can't do it without being dirty, then you ain't ready. You know. Do what they tell you to do first. Wow. Mm. Wow, that's, that is good advice. Mm-hmm. Follow the rules. I mean, me personally, I think it sucks. I didn't have to follow <laughs> many rules, but I, I know how the game works, and that's part of it. So, you know, the guys, I mean, and there's been a lot of guys, and i got to tell you, there's been a lot of guys that I've seen out that have come to the Funny Bone and done real well for themselves. And, you know, they, they, they seem to follow what they have to do. So we uh, talked a little before we started recording yeah. about how you had done a lot of corporate yeah. uh, gigs and stuff. What kind of monster is that compared to... Um, you know, for most people it is. I, I happen to actually enjoy them more than the clubs. Really? And uh, I, I can't explain why. Uh, I started doing them fairly young. But most guys, I mean, when I, I probably in my early 30s, I started doing a lot of corporates. And a lot of, a lot of guys wouldn't want to do that. You know, it's, some guys feel like it's a sellout. And I never felt that way. I always felt like it was a challenge. But it's also yeah. a paying gig. It's like, a much, I mean, understand that understand. most of the times uh, one corporate gig pays more than a week at a club. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, okay, would I rather, especially at this day and age, would I rather jump in a car and drive to Omaha and stay in a condo and do eight shows uh, of four, in four days, or would I rather drive to the Marriott downtown and do a 45-minute show and come home? And make the same money. Yeah. I don't know. You know, <laughs> Different gigs, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can tell all the dick jokes you want at the Omaha Funny Bone. You can't do it here. But you know what? It teaches you. It makes you a little more disciplined. It's it's a harder gig, yeah, without a doubt. And you're not going to get wow. the laughs that you want to get there. And you and, and, and more than likely, you're, you're not going to get laid by the lady serving the drinks. So, <laughs> you know, do what you got to do. So it's a give and take for mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it all depends what you want out of it. You know what I mean? That's it's very just, true. I, I think that's the most important thing, and I think that's what uh, that's what I didn't do right off the bat, and I wished I would have. Uh, that I think a lot of young comics is that 
when I got into comedy, I just liked getting on uh, stage and telling jokes, but I never really plotted out exactly what I wanted to do with it. Sure. Uh, the guys that do are the successful guys, the guys that say, okay, I want to do this, I want to write, I want to, you know. I think what has stopped me from being, and, and I'm honest with this, if you go out to LA or New York, you will get a shot. Everybody gets a shot. People that say they don't get a shot obviously don't have any talent at all. If you got any kind of talent, someone will discover you at one time or another, and you will get a shot. Now, wow. whether that shot makes it or not, that's a whole different thing. Uh, guys, I worked with in the Godfathers of Comedy. I mean, uh, John Campanero had his had his own sitcom yeah. for a year. We're gonna talk about that. Yeah, uh, that. Um, Rocky Laporte had uh, three pilots that he shot. Frank Sinatra. And the thing is, with me, I went to L.A. I came back. I was content being in the Midwest, and I never became a. a Big star, and uh, do I regret it? Yeah, because I think I'm good enough to. I mean, I, I I get I get respect from all my peers. I mean, there's nobody that's doing anything else that says, "Oh, Willie's not good enough." I regret it for that. On the other hand, if I never would have met my wife and had my child, then it, I I wouldn't. You know, this is where I want to be is right. with my wife and child. Right, absolutely. So, and I'm happy for that. So. And you are a very active father too. I yeah. Mean, oh you know, God. Like yeah. I, I, you know, I yeah. I noticed. You know, or games, mm. things like that. Like that's yes. When I mean, we leave here, I'm gonna I have to take her to uh, do some school shopping. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, she's my, my wife and my daughter are my world, and it's the most important thing. The only thing lacking in my life, Eddie, is if a big bag of dough fell out of the sky and <laughs> hit me in the head. But you know, then if I had that, then I would have nothing to wish for. So that's very true. So that's that's yeah, very but other than you, I, I like your setup. You seem to be happy. You seem to like what you're doing, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I mean, yeah. it's all about, I, I don't know, I, I just look at it as something to always improve on. Exactly. Like exactly. And, but you got to be happy. I mean, there's so many comics. Yeah. Uh, uh, you look at uh, Richard Jenny, who was probably, I don't know if you ever watched some of his stuff, comic genius. Guy was, you know, but the thing was, and the guy was probably making a million dollars a year, probably. But the problem was that he wasn't Seinfeld. He wasn't one of his peers, the guys that he, right. that he, he his contemporaries. Sure. So, you know, it was like, I'm making a million dollars a year, but where's my sitcom? Where's my hundred million dollars a year? And Nothing's he was so miserable, he killed himself. Yeah. I mean, how? I mean, how does that? You know, Greg Giraldo, great guy. Obviously, some devils there that you you take that kind of drugs. I mean, I don't know. I just I don't understand. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, Greg Giraldo is in. He was on TV. He was doing everything mm-hmm. that you would think uh, that yeah. would make somebody happy. And uh, like, obviously, I, I mean, I, and I, the I, drugs I, and stuff. Yeah. Like, just got the best of them. Yeah. So. It could happen to anybody. I mean, yeah. you, you never know. I mean, there's been nights when. Uh, I've been on the road and, uh, you know, I, I went to an emergency room a few times being on the road, you know, just, I had a, one time I had a vertigo thing where I blacked out and, I mean, it was horrible. I mean, I, I, I always think about, it. my thing is I don't want to die on the road. I mean, it could happen. You know, I, the last thing in the world, I don't want to die in a hotel room. So how do you make the, the mix between being a traveling mm-hmm. uh, comic and like having that family life it's, also? It's, it's, it's a struggle it's every gotta, day it, of it my life. It seems like it's got to be from yeah. any aspect. Yeah. Like, well, my, my, my daughter, like in the next few weeks. She, she's a softball player, real competitive one, and she plays on these select teams, and they travel around to these college exposure tournaments. And I love going to them, and uh, she, this will be her third year doing it. And uh, I finally looked at my schedule, and I'm going to have to miss more than half of it because I've got I've got a gig with the Godfathers. We're doing a, a big uh, show in Atlantic City. I'm going to have to miss a gig there, and then I'm, I'm working the. Uh, JR's Comedy Club in Erie, Pennsylvania. I mean, you got to, you know, hey, you got to keep the it. lights on, man. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, if I was ever win the lottery, that would be it. I just, I would just stalk my daughter, I guess. All the me and my wife would just <laughs> travel around on Winnebago, follow her around, make her miserable. But 
tell jokes on the side of yeah, the stands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, I've, I've told so many jokes in my life that, I mean, my wife says, would you ever miss it? I, you know, I, I could go without it, but I th- I always say that. I always say, I don't need this. Because my wife does call me the reluctant comic because I'm one of those guys, I mean, I like being on stage. I mean, it's okay, right, but right. I don't really need, I mean, uh, uh, if you tell me to do 45 minutes on stage, I'll do the 45, but if you want to cut it to 40, I'm, I'm okay. You know, I you know that's why when young comics always, you know. But that's like, the difference between being, like, starting out and, yeah. like, you're, you're kind of seasoned at yeah, I, 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 I just know, I know I'm good, and I know, but you know what? You only need 40 minutes of me. You don't need much more. I mean, that's, that's a good, and I only need 40 minutes of you. So, but I mean, any young comic, I mean, I've had young comics come and say, oh, man, you know, I want to do a guest set, but, you know, I didn't want to cut. And I'm like, hey, you know, feel free to cut into my time. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't need, the, the audience isn't out there with the stopwatch. And, and, you know, I tell young comics that, too, because a lot of times they'll get on stage, and they're supposed to do six minutes, and at the four-minute mark, they get a huge laugh. Well, yeah. Get your ass off stage. But they feel like, well, I got another two minutes. The audience don't know how many, how many minutes you got. Leave with the big laugh. You know, they'll, they'll get a big laugh, and then they'll come back with that last joke, and it's like, ah, oh, no, and they man. just ruined it. You messed it up. <laughs> get the big laugh. Get off stage. Be happy. You know. Did you ever try to do any uh, comedy competitions or anything mm-hmm. like that? Long, long time ago in um, Kalamazoo, Michigan, a bunch of us did the first. Um, uh, the Ed McMahon thing, Star Search. Sure. Bunch sure. of us. And it was a bunch of good ones, too. It was, uh, try to think of who they were. You'd know them now. They're all names. Uh, Rocky Laporte and, uh, uh, it was a guy named, uh, trying to think of who else was there. Was Drew Carey there? I, he might have been. I, it was a bunch of comics that you would know. And it was like 15 of us, and we did this, uh, the first Star Search audition. And then they came back and told us nobody made it. <laughs> so it was like, <laughs> it was incredible. I was like, really? Okay. Then, and after that, I just don't, um, I don't, I'm not, I'm not good with the competitions. I don't, it, to me, comedy's like music. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. One guy, I don't think yeah. one sense of humor. I mean, who's, is Stephen Wright funnier than, I don't know, uh, Richard Pryor? I don't know. I mean, no, it's, it's yeah. apples and oranges. Some people love a guy, some guys, so I don't, you know, I don't think it should be judged like that. But I mean, I, I, I understand the, uh, you know, why they need them, but uh, I, I don't like it. Whenever they ask me to judge competitions, I'll do it, you know, but uh, it's tough. You know, I don't... It seems like, yeah, I, it seems like now they're, they're more accepted than what they yeah. should be yeah. to me, you know. You know, the only way to do that fair is if you got to get some people that nobody know, and you got to bring them into a room, and uh, you got to have, have an audience... And it almost like jury selection. I mean, sure. it's got to be. Have you ever seen this guy? Do you know this guy? Put him in a room and then let him go. And it, and it would have to be like jury selection because you'd have to have a, a mix of people too. I mean, you know, yeah, you know, you can't yeah. have a black guy then and have a hundred black people if they don't know him. They'll, they're gonna oh he's so yeah. I mean that, yeah. And no, that, to me, that sounds like way too much of a hassle to try to put that all together. To, <laughs> you know, I don't know. So you and Lock, uh, Rocky Laporte have mm-hmm. been uh, in more than one thing. You've done oh, like, we're we're buddies. Men of comedy, yeah, and uh, you've done Godfather's of comedy. We've done yeah, we've done a bunch. And of I'm stuff. sure a ton of other stuff. I met Rocky twenty some years ago. He was opening for me in Lansing, Michigan, at a club called Connections, and he came in as an opener. He was Rocky was just getting started. I remember first time I heard him, he just blew me away, <laughs> and we became buddies ever since. He's a good guy. You like Rocky? Yeah. yeah oh Rocky, yeah. Rocky. Of course I do. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool, right? It's funny, right? Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. So the girl says, I love you. I say, hey, uh, go for you. Yeah. yeah, I love Rocky. Good man. It's it's funny, though. Uh, do, you, do you feel like you need friends in comedy to get places? Uh, you know what? It probably would help. I mean, once again, I'm like the worst guy in the world to ask. Uh, because I don't... Um, I've had very few guys that I got close with that were actually comics because I, I, I'm so close with my family and my cousins and my friends sure. that I never really hung around with comics. But um, Rocky's a good friend. Uh, Mark Gross, uh, yeah, who writes yeah. for uh, Mike and my, 
he was always a good friend of mine in comedy. But I mean, I never, I was never, I, I never really hung with comedy. Ben Eulen is a real good friend of mine, and uh, you know that's. But it's funny because me and Ben get together. I don't think we. I mean, I don't even think we talk about comedy when we're together. I mean, we talk about everything else, but. But that's that means yeah. you're real friends. Yeah, as yeah. Opposed to just, Billy Blank. Yeah. Billy's a good. Well, Ron guy's like my brother. And I mean, we'll get together, and, and you know, that's that's the funny thing is the guys that I know in comedy, I don't talk to them about comedy. Very rare, you know. We might ask about a gig or how to do this or how to do that, but uh, you know, other than that, we just you know. Wow. Right now, if you talk to Billy, it's going to be all about uh, Iowa football, you know. And I don't want, <laughs> I don't want to fucking hear it. So, uh, yeah. But I mean, I, mostly, I went to state, so I'm. Oh well, there. my wife graduated from uh, Iowa oh, State. Oh, good. Eighty-eight. Yeah. Old broad. Um, you know, I, I I like what I see with the young guys. So I, I like. I, you guys get together and you, and you 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 talk and you hang and you try to bounce stuff up and that's and if you go to bigger cities especially you know 20 years ago you know what you would see in Chicago and uh, and the Detroit and and those places was what you guys are doing now it was a community they got together they helped each other uh you know they they you know they put together these shows you know yeah. we didn't have I mean I, I literally seriously 25 years ago it was like me and Ben Eulen and uh, a guy named Brent Anderson who was a who was a, 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 an impressionist Sure. So you had a, a comic, a magician, and a pro. We, we couldn't even help each other. I mean, it was like you know, it's just we were just like looking at each other. You know, like Ben would say, you know, like uh, uh, I say, what, what can I do to make that better, Ben? You go, I don't know, but fucking do a magic trick. I mean, or rabbit. Yeah, we couldn't help each other. So it's and, and Brent would be like, a, try using Ed Sullivan's voice. You know, it's ah, but um, yeah. So we 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 had no nothing to bounce off each other, which you guys I see you do now, and that's that's good. Do you feel like uh, at all that? There's too many, like there can be too many comics. Yeah, no, no, no. It's like it's that? it's like anything else. I mean, the, the strong will survive, and, and the weak will get eaten up. I mean, but you need them all. I mean, I, I do. Uh, you know, everybody's got something that they can add to the stew. You I know? agree. I agree. And, and uh, I, I definitely, I think it's a good thing. What's yeah? What's happening? I think we're all moving in a, sure. a direction. You push each other. I mean, Absolutely. it's it's like being in a, in a weight room. I mean. Uh, Somebody's going to lift more than somebody else, and somebody's going to take it upon themselves to try to beat him. You know, and that's and that's what you need. You need guys that are going to make you strive to be funny. I mean, I'm sure you've sat and sometimes and watched one of your friends and go, "Jesus God, I, how's where do you come up with that?" At? You know, yeah. I got to go home and start writing. Yeah, you know, and that's good. Yeah, that guy was fucking funny. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. Yeah. And he might be your best friend, and you might afterwards go, "Oh fuck you, man! Where'd you come up? You must have stole that." Yeah. Exactly. So let's talk a little bit about uh, the hitmen of comedy. Mm-hmm. So where where did that come about? Uh, uh, well, I mean, there's been so many incarnations. There was the hitman of comedy. There was the wise guys of comedy. There was the Godfather. The Godfathers came about um, five years ago. A kid named Ricky D'Elia. He's a comic out of Boston. And I read that the Godfather's uh, show yeah. that that actually is on Showtime. Yeah, uh, that actually was was put away somewhere. For yeah, a while. yeah. Is that for all, right? yeah, I'll give you the whole thing on this real quick. Sure. It, it, um, but anyway, you don't Ricky, have to be real quick. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Ricky D'Elia is this comic out of Boston. He's a little bit younger than all of us because we're all about the same age. He decided that you know you saw there was um, uh, blue collar, yeah. Latino, and after a while it's getting insane. I mean, there's uh, uh, there's the uh, uh, there's uh, the beards of comedy. Oh yeah, I, I it doesn't even funny. matter anymore. The bald guys of comedy, the gays of comedy, the they they, they had the terrorist group has a comedy. I mean, they all got them. I mean, so he said he couldn't believe there was an Italian one. You know, so what he did, he took it upon himself to like, uh, and he's a student of comedy. He's a very funny guy himself and a student. He he went on the internet. He found every CD with a guy with a last name with a vowel. Uh, he said, "I'm going to find the best four or five Italian comics I can." He says, I, and, and, "And he had criteria. I mean, it had been around a little bit longer. Uh, you know, seasoned. 
uh, yeah. people that you normally hadn't heard of. Uh, because when we first uh, got, when he first got, and he picked, he picked us guys, all of us. And uh, that's the five he picked was uh, Frank Santorelli, who you'll remember as the um, the bartender from uh, uh, Sopranos. Sure. He's the one that Gandolfini always beats up. Uh, Campanero had his own show uh, called The Good Life. When he had that show, uh, a bit player on that show was Drew Carey. Wow. And when when and when John's show got canceled, then Drew got his own show. And uh, the reason John's show got canceled is because it was uh, 1980 uh, in the Olympics. So it was bad. It was a good show. Got put on the wrong time slot. Got canceled. That seems like it happens to a lot yeah. of good shows. Paul D'Angelo, who's a uh, uh, he was an attorney out in Boston. He works out there. Works. I mean, just nonstop. This is one of the guys that does, you know, three shows a night everywhere. Just work, work, works. Makes good money and just doesn't care if anybody knows who he is or not. He's got. He makes his dough. And uh, he come up with me. And the funny thing is, when he first met me, he goes, you know, you talk about Italian stuff, but you're not. I said, oh, yeah, I'm full-blooded. I said, my last name's really Frado. You know, it was my right. father's name. Right. And he goes, well, we're going to have to put Frado on there instead of Farrell. Because he says, Willie Farrell sounds, doesn't sound right. Number one, everybody's going to think Will Farrell, And then yeah. we all got a ball. You know, that's been another whole thing. But <laughs> so he, he put us all together. We go do this show in Chicago. Uh, we've got a guy that wants to buy it, uh, HBO. Uh, and guys named Chris Albrecht or something was the president at the time. Uh, brings it in, hadn't bought it yet, but put it on his desk. Do you deal with these people at all? Uh, we we had, we had some, but we had we had an agent out of Chicago that's been dealing okay. with this. So anyway, he's going to buy. It. What happens is he gets in a fight in, in Vegas with his girlfriend, beats her up or something, gets fired from HBO. Wow. So gets fired. Now what happens is the new guy comes in. He, you know, when when new guys come into these places, they don't take anybody else's shit. They, you know, what do we got on the table? We got this. We got this. We got everything this. else is wrong. everything's gone. Yeah, I want I'm my own sure. stuff. So. We get canned. They, they tell us, come back, so we don't watch it. And we go to A&E, and we go to Comedy Central. Comedy Central liked it, but they didn't want to give us any money at all. I mean, just nothing. So it just sat there. We showed it to Showtime twice. Now, listen to what happens. Here's how it finally gets picked up. The president of Showtime is flying on a private plane someplace. Yeah. Got somebody in the plane with him and says, uh, do we got any projects that we don't know about? And the guy goes, well, here, here's one. It's been around for a while. Uh, so he puts it in. He watches it. He goes, I love this. How come How come we don't have this? He says, well, it's been by twice. He says, well, how did... He says, well, what they do is they have runners, people that look at it first before it gets kicked upstairs. The first person that looked at it was a young Hispanic guy. That was the guy that looked at it. And the first, and his comments were, these guys are too fucking old or something like that. Right? Oh the gosh. second time it went by, a woman like that was like 60. I mean, so the, the, these are the people that could make or break your career. Is the, the people that they say, hey, look at this first and tell me what you think. You know what wow. I mean? So, and, and it finally took him himself to see it, to say, I want this. And the thing is, it's been getting a lot of really good play because they only promised that they'd play it so many times during the year and they've already doubled that. Yeah, and it's I, still going. Yeah, like, and I asked, they said, what's the deal? And they said, "That's it, it's getting good response, so that's why they keep doing it. And hopefully we'll do another one. So Have you had talks about oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah. And we're, we're, doing, we're doing actually a couple of really good club gigs. We're doing uh, Harris in Atlantic City, uh, uh, first week in October. And then we're doing a uh, big room in Detroit in the end of October. So. Wow. So, you know, hopefully something good will come out of it, we hope. So yeah. what is, do you deal with any... Uh, HBO or Showtime people at all? No, like, no. You let them all deal with yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. We, no, we're, we're a bunch of kind. We don't care. You know, that's, so, that's, that's all we say. All of us are basically like, uh, tell us when, tell us where to be there, you know. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, the first, I mean, what happens is we'll get emails saying, they want you to go here, here's the money, here's what they're going to give you, you know, as far as, uh, you know, the money, you know. They, they cut down the deal and, and we have to agree on it. But, and it, once again, with the way the economy is, we, we, we pretty much agree on that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to deal for you. They go, I'm going to deal for you. Yes! <laughs> I didn't even tell you what it was yet. I don't care. 
Yeah, it's a we'll trade secret. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you said it passed up on uh, Comedy Central. Do you feel like uh, a lot of the people that you see on Comedy Central just like haven't paid their dues yet? Oh, I mean, I mean yeah, but that but that's been happening forever. I mean, you know, Freddie Prince was, you know, he was one of the guys that, you know, he had six minutes of material, and next thing you know, he's got, you know, I have no, you know, I'm not a bitter guy. I, I don't, I don't. Uh, Hey, you know what? If, if your shot comes, you know, if, if tomorrow one of you guys got a gig and and made it to Hollywood, God bless you. I mean, I, I have no, I'm not, I don't, fuck booze. I mean, you know, life's too short. You know what I mean? I yes. mean, who knows? Oh, absolutely. I mean, your guy could be 23 and the same way, you know, you, you got, you're going to get your own sitcom, but on the other hand, you're going to die of cancer by 29. You know, what's up? <laughs> well, what do you got to wait for? You ain't got to wait for nothing. I mean, that's just, if, if you got, you know what, the, the, the people will tell you if you're good enough to stay. Yeah, you know, it, that's very true. Yeah, if you get your shot great, time will tell if you're going to stay. Yeah, I guess I, I fully yeah. agree. I mean, yeah, like, yeah I mean, there's uh, nothing you, away. There's you can only be around. lucky so long, you know. After a while, you got to be good. Do you feel like at a certain point, like there's an age where you should just stop if you're not good enough? Yeah, me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you're still working. Yeah, exactly, so. exactly. I, I, no, I, no, I don't. I mean, I mean, Dangerfield. I mean, you know, he started in comedy a, a long time he, ago, but he yeah. really didn't get a big break until he was like fifty. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I think the key is we used to talk about this a long time ago. Is you got to have comedy ears. You got to know. I mean, when you're on stage, you got to know if you're doing good or not. You've got to know. I've seen guys get off stage and think they did all right, and it's like, didn't you got to You got to know. You didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah. Or you didn't hear. Or yeah, yeah, you, you didn't, didn't hear anything. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's like when that uh, Mike the Situation did that uh, comedy roast. Uh, the, Did you hear is that he, the Trump rose? Yeah, is that the one? when he got off stage, uh, I guess he told Lisa Lampanelli or something. He says uh, that went pretty good, huh? And she's like, "Are you fucking nuts? <laughs> no, it didn't go pretty." You know. So I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that's just the whole thing. You just yeah, keep doing it until finally someone tells you you can't do it. I guess you know. <laughs> I don't. I I never been one to squash anybody's dreams. I would never tell anybody quit doing comedy. I mean, you know, they can figure it out themselves. I swear you're a nice guy though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I mean that's you know you just I mean no hey. Life's too short. I mean, I've seen good things happen. I mean, bad things happen to too many good people. I mean, that's very I, true. Yeah, yeah, I just no. I mean, and every guy that, and that's why when 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 I go to watch you guys and young guys, I mean, I don't care how bad a guy is. You know, you want to go if you want to stay back where he, he can't hear you and you want to make fun of him. I, that's fine. I know. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not a saint. Oh, but, I'm not saying that. But on the other yeah. hand, I would never heckle him. I would never ridicule him. I would, you know, because you don't know where he's coming from. You know, just everybody deserves a shot. So there you go. But I mean, that also shows what type of character you're. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell this more to the listeners okay. than you. But, but uh, so I ran into you and I said, yeah. "Hey, you were pretty awesome." Yeah. And uh, and this wasn't even at your show. This yeah. was at uh, something for for uh, like a funny moan pre-show. Oh, type okay. Of thing. Yeah. And you said, "What's your name?" And yeah. then the next day, like you were like you hit me up on Facebook, yeah. and I was just like, "That is, that just shows what type of person you are." Well, I'm just, like, you know what, Eddie? Thing. I just try to be nice to everybody. I mean, that's you know, that's that's what it's all about. You just got to be nice to everybody, you know. But you've got, I mean, you've gotten to the point where you like you could, you don't really have to be <laughs> if you don't want to be. Yeah, I, there's no reason to be a prick. I just never, I, I never understood the comics that are. I just never, like I said, the guys that like. They bitch and moan. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's times when somebody could call me out on it too. But for the most part, we're telling fucking jokes. That's it. Enjoy it. And I, I and like I said, I, I, I actually feed off you young guys. I think it's great. I don't go to enough of them. I haven't been around lately. But uh, I like going to the open mics. I like seeing the enthusiasm and, and, and guys getting pumped up and trying to write new stuff. And yeah, it's, it's a good feeling. I tell my wife all the time, I said... 
I, I need to get to more of these. And I try to, and when I do go, I mean, if ever I got a chance to get somebody into something else, I always try to do that too. I've, Jeff's worked with me a few times and, you know, yeah, and a couple yeah. of, anytime I'm at the Funny Bone, I always try to get, Talking you know, about at least, Jeff Cadell, right? yeah, yeah, you get a couple, I mean, I always try to get a couple open micers, uh, you know, or uh, get, get them a guest set. You sure. Know? So what, what do you think uh, the best advice you can tell somebody is? Right now, I would say this, I would say the best is uh, just get on stage as much as you can, uh, write as much as you can, uh, don't worry about the, uh, uh, the logistics of, uh, uh, am I going to get paid? Am I not going to get paid? Uh, don't worry about any other comics. Don't worry yeah. about what they're doing. Don't worry about if they're stealing. Don't worry about that. That Don't worry about nothing but worry about you. And just try to be the funniest you you can. Just try to be unique. Try to be... You know, the best thing I ever heard anybody ever tell me is when someone came up to me and said, you know, you remind me a lot of you. You don't you don't remind me of anybody that else. Great. Yeah, and that's Jay Seinfeld once said it takes seven to ten years to find your own voice. Because, I mean, I go back and I look at some of my stuff when I first started and I say, okay, there's a little Pryor, there's a little Cosby, <laughs> there's a little Richard Bells, or oh, there's some Freddie Pryor. And now I listen to me and it's like, oh, it's just me, just me talking, just, you know. <laughs> and that's, that's what you want to be. You want to be just you. You know, so that's it. Just try to be unique. Try to find your own voice and uh, try to just stay out, you know, just stay out of people's way. Just be be funny on your own. Don't don't worry about, you know, I, I, you go to too many of these places and you see these young guys and well, the guy's a fucking brick and he's yeah. a thief and he's that. And, you know, we we're supposed to split the door seven ways. And it's like, don't, don't. Just write your shit. Go up, tell your jokes. You Make think friends. that extra $10 is going to do anything yeah, for man, you? Yeah, you know, and the thing about it is, is you know well as I do. That, uh, yeah, you never know who's going to make it in this business. Yeah, so be nice to the people on the way up. They might be seeing people you see coming down. So, you know what I mean? I mean, that, that, that yes. one comic that you that you think's a thief and a prick and everything else, guess what? In 10 years, you might have his own sitcom. So mm-hmm. guess what? If, if you were buddy to him the whole time, you might get yourself a writing job. So wow. who knows? Yeah. So let's let's go back a little bit and talk about your crowd work and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I don't need you to break it down like okay. science-wise. I don't, I don't think I could. <laughs> but but um, you definitely have fun with, with while yeah. you're there, you yeah. know? I mean, does it does it go off of like kind of your familiarity with like a type of person? Uh, you know what? I, I get lucky every once in a while, and somebody'll say something. I mean, if it's a truck driver, I got truck driver bits. Or yeah. But the, those aren't the fun ones for me. Those aren't the. I don't. I don't like the layups. I don't like when it's somebody. I because I feel like okay, now I can do that bit. I like when they take me someplace I've never been. It's uh, you know what I mean. Uh, I okay. I did a show in Little Rock. Old man in the front row. I asked him. I said, "You retired because you're out." I said, "What you?" He was a rodeo clown. And I mean, I literally, it was five minutes, I, I, I honest to God, I, I, I was laughing, because I mean, I've, I've asked a lot of people what they do, I've never had rodeo clown. And then the jokes came from that, I see, you know, there was some guy heckling me, and I told, the, the guy's name was Clap, his name was, his nickname was Clap, and I said, my nickname is Gonorrhea, you know, we got in that thing. But then I, I told Clap, I said, hey, listen, go uh, smack him and run and jump into the barrel, and you know, I mean, I did the whole rodeo clown, distract him while I get the rest of the show, but, so it worked out great, but... Um, you know, I, what I've learned the most about doing crowd work is, and I don't think comics ever really, you, you just need to be a good listener. Yeah. I mean, because there's a lot of times you watch a comic go into a crowd and ask somebody something, and while they're telling what they're asking, what they're, you know, they're not listening. They're, 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 in their mind, they're thinking about what they're going to say next. You can watch them, like, actually. And, and, yeah, and, yeah, and you can see, okay, you're not you're not listening to what he's saying. Because if you're listening, you'd, you'd know the next thing to say is, you know, and that's... That's with me as I've learned to be a good listener on stage. Off stage, I'm not. I mean, off stage, I probably don't hear a word. But uh, that's it. And uh, 
be a good listener. And also, when you do crowd work, if somebody tells you something, always repeat it. I mean, it's simple wow. as that because so the people in the back know. I always say, well, what are you doing? Insurance salesman? Oh, you're an insurance salesman. So they can hear it. Because sometimes I've seen guys do that and they'll say, what do you do? And they'll say, insurance salesman. And then they'll go into a bit. And people are like, well, what, what, what are you... I'm you know? missing out on the joke. Right, yeah, so... So you've got, you, you're you doing something and it's not working out for you. Yeah. Like it's not going well, because yeah. we've all had good you sets of Oh, yeah, sure. So how do you turn it around? Uh, you just got to try to find a neat little segue somehow to just get back into your material. Just, you know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah. It's like anything else. It's like uh, you, you fall off your bike, you got to jump on and start riding again. So, yeah, if, 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 if nobody in the crowd's giving you what you do... Uh, just, you know, a little segue into, I don't know, just figure out how to wait just to jump back into the material and then, you know, yeah. and finish it out. That's it. And always, and, and, uh, just try to, just try to be positive up there. Try to uh, act like, always try to look like you're having fun. Sure. Cause that's, sure. you know, that's, yeah. Cause you're, you're yeah. the one entertaining. You know, basically when you're up there, you're just, you're, you're in front of, uh, you're in front of like wild animals and. If, if, if they see you're scared, they're going to attack you. So sure. you can't be scared. You have to look like I'm in control. That's that's the whole thing. I mean, if you think about what you're doing up there, it, it scares the shit out of you. I mean, there's been times I've been in the back room with like Round Guy or something or Dwayne Clark. Or, and I'll look out there and say, I want you to think about it. I say, look out there. There's 350, 40 people. I said, do you realize they... they they uh, uh, they got babysitters. They uh, called their friends. Uh, this is their night out. They spent money to come see you and fucking me. You and me. And they're going to come see us talk about shit we thought up in our heads. And we know each other. We're not that bright. I said, that. <laughs> you think about it, that's frightening. Yes. You know what I mean? That's yes. frightening to Completely. think that oh, you just told 350 people, sit down and worry about nothing. I'm a genius. I can figure this out. We're going to have a good time. And So you can't. I mean, that's... But that's the way you have to come across when you go out on stage. You have to just let them know that relax. I'm here. I'm gonna show you a good time. Do you think uh, parts of the like uh, the Midwest or mm-hmm. or maybe the whole different regions yeah. of the U.S. are they harder than other parts? Uh, you know, there was when I first started. I, I I thought it was a different. Yeah, like you know, it was tougher. But I'm finding that uh, if if you can shift gears a little bit, you you're okay. I actually do, I mean, I think I do well in the Midwest. Sure. And I do well in Vegas. I actually do unbelievably well on the East Coast because they think I'm a New Yorker or New Jersey or what, you know, they, I got that look. Yeah. And, yeah, and I take do. the voice and I crank it up a little bit, you know, I kind of get a little accent, you know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah, I, I, Jake Johansson told me a long time ago once, I remember coming back from a horrible gig, and I said, oh, man, I said, uh, Jake, what do, you, what do you do if you go to a place and they just don't get you? And he looked at me and went, you don't go there. You know, that's, <laughs> that's, you know, that's simple as that. Advice. Yeah, yeah. And, and back then it was, a, you know, it was feasible because, you know, there was enough places. Nowadays, you know, I mean, I'll tell you one thing I haven't done again. And I, I used to do colleges and I used to do after proms. I would go to like Dowling or wow. Roosevelt or Lincoln and do. And I remember about five, six years ago, uh, I had one. It was just bad. And uh, I got a call to do like three or four of them the next year. And the money was great. And I just said, I got nothing to say to those kids. I mean, it's just... <laughs> It's just you know sometimes you just know you just you're just not gonna do well you know yeah and you gotta figure you know if you want to try I I got no problems with people that try to do things and it doesn't work I mean that's fine you know but you know I just didn't need the aggravation I oh I, Eddie I've done shows in a gazebo in the middle of a park you know a gazebo I'm in the gazebo there's balloons around me and the people are all circling me I got a shitty mic that keeps cutting out there's kids riding tricycles there's old people in wheelchairs. And I'm trying to do my and act. And you're supposed to be funny. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, sometimes it doesn't work, you know. <laughs> but, you know, the whole thing is you just have to remember to yourself. You just look and say, okay, i got this many minutes of hell, and then it's over. And then you just forget about <laughs> just it. You've got to be like, Alzheimer's patient. Yeah, just make sure the check clears and go on. That's all. <laughs> so what was what was the weirdest place you've done? You said oh, you were Oh, God. Up. Um, 
I mean, I've had a lot. I mean, there's some of my, there's probably somebody I'm blacking out on. It's amazing. Um, uh, I, I did, I used to do a bit on it. I did a, a bit down in uh, Cushing, Oklahoma. And this is like, shit, I want to say 20 years ago. I was working at Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, Tul Tulsa County Club. The guy said, you want to do one-nighter? It was like uh, after the gig. He said, pay pretty good money in Cushing. I'm going to Cushing. It's a, it's a town where uh, oil people. Sure. And I got, you know, this is back, I wore a suit and tie, pocket square, black hair, looked like Ricky Ricardo. And uh, I, matter of fact, I actually start my jokes. I go, Lucy, I'm home. But, but uh, uh, I go in there, and these guys are just big oil rig. Hilp, and they kept calling me Falker. Come here, you little Falker, Falker. And they kept calling me Falker. And I, and I finally said, why don't you keep calling me Falker if you like me? And they said, we call everybody Falker. It's a term of endearment. And I'm saying, like, in weddings, like, you'd say, you take this Falker to be your lawful wedded son. Wow. And I used to do the Falker bit until the, the, the Falker's movie came out, and then I quit doing it. But, um, <laughs> but, I mean, they were just, I mean, they didn't get me at all. And after a while, they were just like, I, I was just kind of like a, a pet or something to them, you know. And they kept sending me up shots, and I, I kept saying, I don't want to do, do the fucking shot, Falker, and, you know. And I drank, and I got drunk, and they're yelling and screaming. I mean, it was it was no act. I mean, there, there should have been chicken wire, you know. And then I pissed one of the guys off, and I got, now, one time I, I was I did a gig in Iowa City, and a uh, guy got drunk and rushed the stage. But luckily, there were, the, there were these two brothers that were wrestlers for Iowa in the front row, stood oh, up and lucky. beat the guy up. And while they beat him up, I announced it on the mic. It was, oh, we've got another <laughs> chokehold. It was just, it was, yeah. Uh, but that's the only guy that's ever got mad at me. And all the years I've done it, I mean, that's the only person that's ever really uh, got upset with me. I'll tell you the worst corporate gig, and, th and this is something I've learned from. This is quite a few years ago. I was doing a gig for a big company, and uh, was it um, uh, Latin King? And I'm doing a gig, and it's going. A lot of times when I do corporates, I'll have them give me before the show, give me a list of people's names and something about them. Doesn't have to be funny, just yeah. something for me to feed off of, so I don't have to go to everybody and say, "Hey, what's your name, sweetheart?" And you know, it, it could be something as easy as uh, Eddie uh, uh, likes to wear sunglasses. That's all. That's all it's got to say. And then I will go from there and I'll find the comedy, all right? So they give me this whole long list. And at the end, right before I go on, this woman comes up, secretary, she's drunk. She goes, put put something on there about Brian and Diane. Put Brian and Diane. I said, I said, put Brian, Brian and Diane. So I go out there and I'm doing the show. Eddie and I'm killing. Um, they're falling down. They're hitting the tables. And I'm, I'm almost done. It's like 40, I'm in 40 minutes and I got like five to go. Yeah. And I'm like, so anyway, hey, what's this deal about Brian and Diane? Girl jumps up, starts crying, runs out of the room. This guy hits his head on the thing. Goes, ah, Room oh, goes, my they're having an affair. Gotcha. Secretary. Oh. Now I have to spend the next 10 minutes going, hey, listen, I'm not a psychic. I don't know any Brian. I'm just <laughs> reading what. So now I've learned that when I get this list, I have it. I, I have somebody check it for me. I mean, I have I go to somebody in authority and say, look on there. If anything you don't want said, Tell me now. <laughs> so yeah, it was yeah, it was it was like ten minutes of apologizing and, and saying, I, you know, how in the fuck would I, you know? And <laughs> afterwards, the president of the company called me and said it was a great show, and you had no idea of knowing. So like it was now your fault. No, no, he, yeah, he put yeah. Me, he took me off the hook, but I mean, it was it was scary, man. It was, yeah, so <laughs> so yes. yeah, yeah, but yeah. You've gotten to the point where you can actually just like get a name and then kind of something about them. Anything, I don't wow. care. Just give me something to lean on. Just you know, I it, I mean, I I've had things as simple as uh, uh, Charles. Uh, people call him Chuck. I mean, just you know, stupid shit. You know, but yeah. I yeah, but I, I've been I've been doing this a long time. I always try to find yeah, I always try to find a different angle to go at it. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't keep it more interesting for you. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's what it is mostly. I think it's just to keep me from getting bored. I mean, I, I, I enjoy the improv because it's it's just 
I mean, I like to sometimes back myself into a corner and just see, okay, what are you going to do you now? Can do. Yeah. Test and you know what? Does it work all the time? No. But when it works, it's magic. Yeah. You know? And when it doesn't work, you just move on, do something else. It's just, it's it's amazing that you're so laid back about it too. Yeah. Like you, you don't care. Nah. Like you don't really have anything to hide. And it, it's kind of funny. No. Um, it's kind of funny. Like when we talk about that because a lot of uh, uh, comedians will say they get tired of saying the same joke yeah. but it still gets laughs yeah. so, they f- so they feel like the need to say it so this way you're almost yeah. not you well know, you know it's like anything not having to go that route yeah the the, 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 the the what makes a joke funny is if it sounds like it's the first time you said it you know what I mean that's yeah. and that's the toughest thing I mean somebody told me that a long time ago the toughest thing about comedy is when you're on that four-week stretch doing, you know, seven shows a week and that, you know, that 75th time you say something Italian, get in the trunk. You got to make it sound like you never said it before. You got to make it sound like, hey, I wrote this yesterday. Yeah. Yes. You know, because, I mean, I, I can't tell you. I mean, there's a lot of times, I mean, I, you know, the old phone it in. I've, you know, sometimes you phone it in. Yeah. When I was in that gazebo, I phoned it in. I mean, you, know, you just do what you got to do. But that's yeah, that's the tough thing. It's that's why I think a lot of times I like going and watching the younger comics because I, I like seeing that excitement. You know, that's the one thing I miss more than anything about this business is I can remember when I was you guys. I can remember before doing an open mic the butterflies in your stomach yeah. and, 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 and the thing of, oh my God, is this going to work? And and if it works, and what am I going to feel like when it does work? And what a great feeling. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't get that. I mean, I just don't, you know, I, it's, it's work to me and, you know, I, I, I'd be disappointed when things don't work. I mean, sure, you know what I mean? So sure, when it does work, it's just, oh yeah, okay. That's what I expected. I figured it would happen. This yeah. Way. And yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I, yeah, that's, that's the part. It's like, you probably, you know, the first time you have sex, you know, it's like, Ooh, I'm excited, you know? What about like traveling? Do you, do you like I, to still travel? I fucking hate it? hate it. I hate it. I can't even tell you how much I hate it. I mean, just... <laughs> No, it's and it doesn't matter where I'm going. I mean, and my wife still to this day doesn't understand it. I mean, uh, the last time I had to go do the Hawaii thing, I mean, I'm just in my room. I'm just sitting there. I'm going, ah, shit, and I'm throwing shit in the bag. And ah, damn, she goes, man, I said, I don't want to go. She goes, you're flying to Honolulu tomorrow to get on a cruise ship for seven days to do maybe two shows, and the rest of the time you'll sightsee and drink drinks with big umbrellas in them, and you don't want to go. And it's hard, and, and you know, and it's like I, the really you can't explain it to her. Can't like, explain it to anybody. Yeah, I mean, sure. it's just not, yeah. I, it, the thing that I, I think the worst part is just the loneliness. It's just, you know, thank God for the way phones are starting to work and, you know, you can do. Yeah. And I, I wish I knew computers better because maybe I could Skype and if I looked at somebody. But it's just, yeah, it's the loneliness that uh, it sucks. Sometimes gigs are good. I'm doing uh, uh, Wednesday. I'm actually going to uh, Medina Country Club. It's right outside of Chicago. It's where they have, like, the U.S. Open and stuff. It's a beautiful. And I get hired by these guys, like, once every two years. They're a bunch of rich dudes. And they uh, they get they get the, they run out the country club. And they'll have, like, uh, they'll do strippers and uh, boxing matches. Wow. And it's just a, just a testosterone. They'll smoke big cigars. We'll eat steaks, <laughs> you know, the size this big. and Cigars sound fun. Yeah. I mean, they do. I mean, it's a single malt scotches. And awesome. we'll just sit around and Jeez, I'll do the wow. gig. And the gig is just basically just, just trying to rip their flesh off their bones. I mean... I, they tell me get as vicious you know try to get if you can get a guy to cry we'll pay extra you know so and that's the gig so that, that's alright that, that's, that's that's Wednesday that's so awesome yeah yeah 
I get a lot of those. I get uh, I get those quite. I mean, I've got a reputation for that. So my gigs they they stretch everywhere. I do that, and then uh, then I'll come back and do a you know a gig for you know a kid with uh, leukemia. So it's like you know it changes. <laughs> boom boom. You just don't know what you're gonna Tough get. Crowd. Yeah, you got yeah you got you got to move it around, man. So like with the rich, rich crowds, yeah. is is there a difference between like a comedy crowd? Uh, like I I I don't do, I don't really care for rich crowds too much because they, they they feel like you know a lot of times they don't laugh. A lot of you know a lot of guys are very uh, you know ha 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 you know yeah. I'm loaded, so it doesn't bother me. I did, you know, I did a show for uh, from here to you. I, I did a show with the, for Bill Gates. Yeah, I, yeah. I read about that. Yeah, I was yeah, going to ask you about that. Actually. that it was, it was, it was. I, you know, I wasn't even impressed with him. He had George Brett standing right next to him. Really? So uh, here's the thing: it was, it was for uh, up in uh, Sioux, Sioux City, and uh, Gateways. You know, there's Sioux City, and their their guy, the guy that was there, was Ted Waite, and Ted's. He's a billionaire himself, and he, yeah. you know, Bill, Bill Gates started tech. Anyway, when I get there, they don't tell me. Uh, the agent said, "Oh, here's the deal. You're gonna have some famous people showing up. I can't tell you who." And and I was too stupid to even think. I mean, I should have known it was for Gateway. Duh. Who yeah, else? yeah. But I wasn't. Even, yeah. I wasn't thinking that. So I get there, and Ted Waite's going to introduce me. And Ted Waite is, I don't know if you know him, he's got, at the time, he's balding, but he's got his hair in a ponytail, and kind of gruff looking, and so he introduces me, and I get up there, and I say, yeah, I didn't know that the Eagles were playing, or something, because he looked like a rock and roller. So I'm, it, it, we're outside, it's a country club, we're outside, and I'm standing outside by a pool, and I'm talking, and next thing I know, here people moving people in front, and up front comes Bill Gates and George Brett. Wow. And George Brown, wow. they had a golf tournament the next day, and my joke, of course, was, uh, George, you can't play because they found uh, pine tar on your putter. And, uh, <laughs> good joke. Anyway, uh, uh, yeah, and then I actually made fun of Bill Gates for about a half hour, and he took it pretty good. And So I was, that's kind of intimidating when, when you're looking at a guy knowing that, you know, oh my God, you know. Do you, you, feel, like, do you feel like uh, Bill Gates is Stephen Hawking without the chair yeah. at all? <laughs> yeah. A little bit. <laughs> same same haircut. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a, yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that's the whole thing. And you look at him, and you're going, "My God, you could, you know, you could buy a new head, and uh, you know, and you oughta." Uh, yeah, I get I, a little confused when he's sitting down. It's like, yeah. what, what chair is he sitting? Yeah, in? Yeah, yeah. Like, is he kind of cocked over the guy? <laughs> Never really heard him talk. Doesn't talk like. Yeah. yeah, if this is a magazine, I'm yeah. screwed. <laughs> so after, so let's try to, I guess talk about that a little bit more okay. so so you see him come in and you're like are you like holy shit what, what um, is this or is this nah you know it, it was about half it was about i was up stage about 20 minutes before he showed up so no i just kind of looked and and it, the people around were I, I think they were more interested to see my reaction and uh yeah and, and what i did is first i kind of looked and said oh well, the guys don't be lighting and kind of turn like i don't know who they were and then I turned around and I said, oh, okay, I know. And I, you know, I did the George Brett joke real quick. And I did a bunch of stuff about George Brett, and I, I really had him going. And then Gates, I just, then I just went off on him for a long time. I was saying, how'd you? First of all, I said, how'd you get here? And nobody, and he says, he flew commercial on Northwest. I said, commercial. He said, yeah. Right. I said, so, I said, I can't, I said, can you imagine being on that plane? Just, you know, you're kind of, you turn around, that's, Looking Bill, at him, yeah. that's Bill Gates. Shut the <laughs> fuck up, eh, Bill Gates. <laughs> Bill Gates. I said, you know, you're rich enough to where you could actually pay a guy to carry you piggyback until he was tired and then hand you to another guy who would carry you piggyback. <laughs> you could do that. I mean, you got that kind of money oh, that you no. could pay each guy to carry you piggyback the entire way. <laughs> That's a lot of dough because I don't know. I mean, if you paid me, if you told me to carry piggyback, I would carry you down to the end of the driveway for probably $100. <laughs> now, to come from Seattle to, I mean, that's a lot of dough. 
Did he actually? So he laughed. And oh yeah, he, he was very cool. He was very way. Uh, one of the things I said also was I said I know you're loving the show because he was laughing. I said okay, here's the deal. I said I'll do a private show for you, ten million dollars. Now you're gonna say oh that's too much. I don't want to give you a million. And I said let's just not haggle over this shit. Five million dollars, I'll do the show at your house. <laughs> I said I'm gonna make it interesting because this is when he had the big. I said make it interesting. I'm gonna go in your house and you have to find me. <laughs> Might take some time. So but yeah, he go, was cool. So you go from that to a, another show. Oh wait, well, well, uh, my life is yeah. You go from doing a show for the richest guy, and then I think I honestly I think uh, uh, the next week I was in like Oldable, Iowa, doing a show like in the back of a fucking gas station. Like that's gonna be so surreal. Yeah, you know? it's no. You know one of one of the big gigs I got uh, when I first got started is I did a gig opening for Melissa Manchester. I don't know if you remember her, but she used to be really big uh, and. Uh, I did a show for her at the Orpheum Theater in... I did one in Des Moines, and then she liked me, took me to the Orpheum Theater in Omaha. And it went really well. Uh, but at the time, my car was broke. And I couldn't get oh, nobody wow. to drive me there, so I had to take a bus. So I'm on a Greyhound bus coming back from doing a show in front of, like, a thousand people for Melissa Manchester. Wow. And I'm sitting next to, like, you know, the who's who of mental illness next. He's like, <laughs> what are you doing? I said, I just opened for Melissa Manchester. Now, now I'm on a bus. And yeah, it never, you know, it never stopped. Rocky used to tell a story about uh, right after he did his Tonight Show and got a standing ovation. The next night, he had to go do a gig someplace, and uh, uh, it was like in a guy's house, and uh, he just had got off the plane. He was dirty, so he had to wash his hair in a sink. Uh-huh. And he's going, I'm washing my hair in a sink. I just got a standing ovation in Tonight Show. <laughs> and, you know, so, yeah, you can, don't ever, you don't ever get a big head around. You know, shit changes all the time. See, that's almost the part that I like about comedy. Yeah. It's just that you can't expect. Well, how, how old are you? Uh, 29. Okay, I started, I mean, I literally really got started when I was 28. So, I really? mean, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, I, 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 the first time I was on stage, I was like 24, but I mean, I really didn't hit it hard until I was 28 years old. I mean, that's when, I, so I was like you when I first started going on the road. Really? And, yeah, and uh, I'll tell you, um, I, I, I wish I had that feeling again. I wish I had the feeling of the open road again. I mean, I can remember, like, getting my car sometimes and going, okay, I got three weeks of work. And, and a lot of times I'd bring, like, I had my cousins, these Italian guys who weren't working, they'd come with me. <laughs> and it was just like, it was like a Ted and Bill's excellent event. You know what I mean? You, sure. you go and you jump in your car and go, we're going to do a gig here. We're going to do a gig here. we got two nights off. Let's find a hotel. Uh, we're going to drive over here. And before we get here, hey, look, there's a titty bar. Let's stay in there for a while. And then you go in there and you go, you know what I mean? So you just, you know, you just, you're out there and you're out just having fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I guess that's the part that I, yeah. I, I don't know. I kind of messed around a little bit. I got this. This gig, I was a Boy Scout growing up, and yeah. I got this thing uh, where I was called the Stewart. And what I all my job was at this Boy mm-hmm. Scout camp was to tell people when their food was ready uh-huh. because it was this giant crowd of seven hundred people, and they basically had to pay somebody to do it. Yeah, and so I would like kind of make jokes and stuff. Sure, and I was yeah. like sixteen, seventeen, right? Yeah, but I've always had kind of a deeper voice, and yeah. it was like. And some dude came up and, and said that you should be on the radio. I could probably get you on. Yeah. And I didn't take him up on it because yeah. I just, you know. Yeah, so, knew, yeah. 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 And so that kind of turned into this, mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't know, almost 12 years later. Yeah, yeah. Wait, but you it's know, so weird. Road takes you different places. Yeah, I mean, I, I like talking to young guys. I mean, I know Doug Stone's starting to go the road a little bit, and he's starting to enjoy it. Yeah, he's actually going to be in the next podcast. I actually think he, just, I think he just runs from gig to gig now, doesn't he? I mean, he's, uh, <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. Uh, 
Looks great. Doug looks great. He um, does. He yeah. he's he looks so yeah. amazing. And like yeah. we actually got into that a little bit. Yeah, that's inspiring, man. Oh like, yeah, it's something that it's, like, is it inspiring or is it just uh, it's a little depressing for me because I I've been <laughs> trying to lose the same fifteen pounds for uh, the last thirty years. So that's very true. But uh, uh, yeah, true. and Johnny Bush, Johnny looks good and, and very funny guy. I mean, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of good people in this town. I mean, you know, it's 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 a good place I think to uh, to if you want to get into stand up comedy. This is it's a good nurturing. Environment. So seems like, especially yeah. with our group that we, yeah. like we've got. No, there's no. I mean, I thought of one time there was kind of like two factions of, uh, you know, I, I knew that Joel and uh, Lewis were coming from two different angles, but <laughs> they did the funny bone thing, and that kind of like got them together. And, yeah. and and what they did there, I thought was really really cool too. So yeah, I, I don't think so. I I yeah. think uh, I think it, it's all kind of working off of each other, which yeah. is a good thing. Can I have another one? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. but beer. I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's interesting to me to see how well they work yeah. off of each other. Yeah, to yeah. Me, so. Well, you know, you're all after the same goal. Every everybody wants just to be, you know, uh, successful and, and be able to move around and do your things. And, and I think you're all going about the right way. I mean, um, I haven't been to one of the open mics lately, but every you know, I keep on saying I want to, but I, I'm never really around. So, but I'm gonna start. Uh, where where are the open mics now? Where where, where how, everywhere? I, I mean, it, yeah. it seems like I mean House of Bricks. Um, I know Peoples was doing it. Um, I did a show at Beachwood Lounge. Yeah, on, the Beachwood Lounge. I saw that somewhere. I think I'm probably on the... Yeah. On the... That's actually... It's uh, interesting because it's free. Is it a gay club? No. I thought no. it was a gay club. No, I thought... Um... I thought you were gay. No, I'm just guessing. <laughs> well... <laughs> well... <laughs> Depending on how much, you, no, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, I mean that it's it's just everywhere right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, a lot. Billy of it, Joe's is going to start doing it again. Billy Joe's. A lot of it sure. is is to thank for uh, Dan Upham and Joel mm-hmm. Fry, who have mm-hmm. both been on my podcast. Also, yeah. Dan's a good uh, Dan's a good kid too. I mean, very nice. Uh, yeah, a, a good bunch of guys, and in in more even than that. I mean. Uh, all funny guys, all all capable of, of making a career out of this. That's that's the yeah. thing that really impresses yeah. me is yeah. is I look at I look at stuff on Comedy Central mm-hmm. now in a different way than sure. I used to because I'd look at these people and be like they've got a great bit for what yeah. twenty minutes yeah. or whatever their show is and now it's like a lot of what I'm seeing here is so much better. Oh, I yeah. don't even want to watch TV. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's a lot the, the, the the only downside to a lot of times you watch a lot of comedy around here is you gotta you gotta keep an eye on yourself to where. Uh, and it, and it does happen to where you soak in so much and after a while, you know, you don't know. Like, I mean, I've done that before where you do a joke and you go, okay, did I did I come up with that or did I hear that? Yeah, yeah. You, know, you don't want to Robin Williams it, you know what I mean? Did, yeah. uh, you know, you, you, did things sink into you. You watched uh, uh, Louis? Louis, the show? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Did you see the one where he went and talked to Dan Cook? Yes, yes. How, I mean, and, and I think that's probably pretty much how it probably really went down. I mean... Uh, <laughs> Uh, he, yeah, that show is fantastic. I, the, the the one with the Doug Stanhope was just incredible. Doug I Stanhope should win an Emmy for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, uh, Louis is uh, one of those shows that that is so subtle mm-hmm. sometimes, mm-hmm. but um, it's like it's like kind of his comedy also. Like they're both yeah. a little off a little bit, yeah. but they're so in right now. Louis like uh, reminds me a little like uh, like a David Cross and a Pat Oswalt in that uh, uh, his comedy is more almost a, a stream of consciousness. He um, yeah kind of. Keeps talking until he gets to the joke. I mean, I came from the old school, the '80s, where uh, uh, set up, punchline, set up, punchline, da da da, edited it down. Seinfeld. I mean, you know, and there's a lot of comics like that. That like, you know, you can go watch him on a Tuesday night, and uh, and the line will be, "That's not my mother." Uh, and you're looking and say, okay, that was at the 1834 part of his act. Yeah. And come back the next night, and at 1834, five, that's not my mother. You know, I mean, that the act is that cut up. 
And, uh, and I like that. That's good. That's not for me. Uh, mine's more of a prior kind of thing where I, I, music to me is almost like jazz. I mean, uh, I'll tell a joke and the next night, if it's a different crowd and I'm feeling different, the joke might come out different. I mean, yeah. I, might, I might switch it around. Prior, if you listen to a lot of his stuff, same bits, different. Like yeah. Sinatra, when Sinatra sings a song. Never the same each time. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but some comics, I mean, and once again, it's a preference. I, I don't think it, one's funnier than the other. But if you listen to Louis or you listen to David Cross, those guys, it, their jokes are almost just conversations. It, it, it doesn't sound like he's even trying to tell you a kind joke. Kind of like a Mike Burbiglia. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, he, yeah. He's, like yeah. just writes his, mm-hmm. look, writes in his journal mm-hmm. and then kind of turns it into a, yeah. a joke. Yeah, yeah. And it takes some balls to do that. Oh, yeah. man. And especially yeah. like in an open mic, if you got five minutes... You know, you can't wait to four minutes to get to the joke unless you're interesting all along the way. Do you feel like uh, to grow as a comic, you have to get more than five minutes? Do you feel um, like that's... Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you ever want to work any comedy clubs, you better uh, <laughs> you better get as much as you possibly can. But the thing about it is, is that I'm from the old school that if you got five minutes and it's okay, don't go on to the next five minutes. If you just got an okay, you want five minutes, it's great. Right. So if it takes you... I mean, you got to L.A. and you work the places out there... You'll see comics going around doing the same five minutes at ten different places a month in a row until they get that five minutes down. So it's, you know, think this way. I mean, everybody wants to do Letterman. Everybody wants to do Leno. Think this way. Think, you know, what would it take to do a set on Letterman? Four and a half to six minutes. That's what you want. You want to really, really tight. Work that way. Work work into like uh, 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 how many, you know, how many many Lettermans can I put together? How many Lenos can I put together? You know, but because uh, a lot of times you see a guy go up there and try some stuff, and if it doesn't work, he gets a chuckle. Next week you'll hear him doing something different. It's like, you, you, are you going to revisit that other part again, or, or did you know what was that? Just thrown out away, or so you don't think that anything should be thrown away? Well, I mean, if, if it's got any, you know, I think to be funny. I mean, if you're a funny person, if you think you're funny, and be true to yourself, if you really think you're funny, because I think I'm funny. I mean, I, I really do think I'm funny, and and uh, if I think something's funny. And I can't relay it to you, but I still in my mind go, God damn it, there's something. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat you over the head till I think it's funny. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. you, you just gotta. Yes, I totally. God I, damn it, this is funny. I don't know how to tell you, but it, I will make it to where it's. <laughs> there's and, definitely something there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I mean, that's and that's the way I feel. Like sometimes people get to do this thing, and if they don't get the right response right off the bat, they just completely. Let it go, you know, and then, uh, you know, uh, uh, one thing um, that I like about stand-ups that I have a problem with improv guys is that stand-up comics, for the most part, the guys I've met and know, if they do a bit and you, you go up and you say, hey, I got a tag for it, at least they'll try it. Or, 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 or if you say, maybe you ought to come up from this angle. You know, they'll give you a show, okay, and you'll see them next time. They'll right. try it. Okay. We're improv. I, I've went through a couple of improv shows, and uh, I, I will tell an improv guy, you know, that thing that you do, maybe you ought to, and they'll just look at me like, what are you stupid? Yeah, and you, that's, you know, that's so offensive. I mean, yeah, most improv people around here don't they don't really uh, they don't pay attention to me. I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I think I'm a nuisance. Too. I mean, I've been to a few improv shows, and I and I I'm just like anything else in this town. I support everything. I love anything you local. You do. I mean, I, you're here on my show. Well, so yeah, I, I support anything gonna... local. I support local restaurants. I support local. I mean, improv groups. Anything that, that that's coming out of Des Moines, Iowa, I'm going to try to help them. 
And I go to I go watch improv people, but they honest to God, they I've, I've had a couple of them just look at me, don't even know me. And it's like you know I'll say, <laughs> and then they want to be comics and stuff, and I'm like uh, you know I, I do a little comedy, and you know you ought to do, and they're like really walk away. You know, wow. oh, okay, well, I'm still going to help you. But uh, so let me let me ask you a question. I kind of want to get an opinion on this, kind of based on what we've been talking okay. about. Okay. So, and I know like how oh, long I'm, do you I'm, no 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 I've got as long as you want. Okay. So um so Chappelle, uh, Dave yeah. Chappelle. He's genius. Amazing writer. Right. Uh, funny guy. Yeah. You know, kind of has great crowd work and yeah. stuff. Kind of. Yeah. And, uh, Baby. And, <laughs> Baby. I'm selling weed. <laughs> yeah, go. And so, like, uh, would, you know, just completely tear it up. Yeah. And the pressure got too much for him. Yeah. $50 million dollar contract. He didn't want to want the pressure of having it. Which surprises me. Yeah. And do you, I know. Do you feel like uh, there, there can be too much pressure put on yourself or do you think oh, that something yeah. like that he he just couldn't deal with it personally yeah i yeah i think that uh you know what i i think that uh i think in life uh even though i'm not there and i've never been there but i don't think money is what makes you happy i mean i would like that i would like i'd like to try and see uh right. but uh <laughs> i think he finally got to that point to where i mean he made enough he lives in ohio uh he likes being creative on his own terms and i think that uh he got tired of them just, you know, you know, telling him, you know, dance, yeah, and more yeah. dance, you know. And I just didn't think he just don't want to do that anymore. You know what I mean? You know, I, I, there's a club in um, it's in Ohio someplace. It's Wiley's. Uh, I worked the club before. Anyway, he he shows up there every once in a while and gets on stage and you know just during like he it'd be like if you're at the Funny Bone and all of a sudden one night you look out and there's Chappelle going hey hey can I do thirty minutes you know and he gets on stage and Absolutely. just works his shit up. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. You know, that's the, he, he likes the comedy for, you know, the love of it. And uh, and I think that at first he thought maybe he wanted all that money, and then you know, he finally realized, I got enough money, I don't need to be pushed around. It seems and I think like that's cool. It seems like to me that he didn't, like, a- after he did, like mm-hmm. you were saying, after he got to that point, yeah. that he's just done. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I, 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 I well, haven't heard of him doing anything lately. I mean, I, I heard of him going and doing open mics, but... Uh, he did one uh, interview yeah. that, that got on YouTube, mm-hmm. and, like, it got, like crazy play mm. and that's to me that's like that shows that he's still relevant as a comedian oh god yeah oh i and, mean yeah I don't know, like how can you not look at his show and yeah. think it's so brilliant? i don't know he might be like james dean i mean he just might maybe, maybe one of the kind of guys that just or uh, the guy that wrote uh catcher in the rye you know just uh <laughs> one of the guys that was you know great and and, and i'm mean, seriously was a you know he was one of the, the comics of his time and you know had enough just, just out. had enough. Just, you know, I'll come back when I want to come back. I'm not going to come back when a network tells me to come back. I'm, you know, and I think that's cool. I mean, I, I, I think he's got a family. I think he's got kids. I think, you yeah, know. Yeah, I would. I mean, I love guys like that. I love, I mean, I would like to be that guy. I would like, I would like to only do the shows I want to do. I would love to be in that position. Right. You know, I'm not, you know, there's a lot of times I do shows I don't want to do, but... You know, you gotta you gotta uh, feed the people, but uh, yeah, I I like what he does. I, I think he's brilliant. Have you seen a change since like since you've gotten onto the bigger uh, yeah. like level as far as like uh, TV and yeah. stuff like that? Have you seen a change in people the way they treat you? Like, oh no, thinking no. that you thinking that you're like no crazy untouchable no or God, anything no. like that. Really? No, 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 no one ever treats me like that. Never. No. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't even know. I would be embarrassed if anybody ever did. I mean, really? I couldn't handle that. No, I don't. Like I said, for the most part, I don't hang around. I hang around people that have known me my whole life most of the time. I mean, I don't go anywhere to where I always thought it'd be a good reality show with me just to follow me around because 
Uh, if you were with me for a week and I didn't have to do a show, you'd have no idea I was a comedian. <laughs> None. I mean, my life is just, you know, me doing everything else, but, you know, because I don't, I don't sit and write and I don't, you know. Yeah. It's so weird. Uh, uh, like, uh, I, even when I'm home, I mean, I'll, I'll, during the course of the day, if I'm working a funny bone, during the course of the day, I'll go hang out with my daughter, go to her softball practice, uh, go change the oil in the car. And, and then next thing you know, I jump in the car and I drive to the funny bone and do a show for 300 people and, you know, have a great time. And, and get back it. in the car. Yeah, and get, get, come back home and just start doing what I do again. You know, I just don't... Uh, you know, there's so many people that live comedy, you know, that are real, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I've never felt like I was a real comedian because I don't, uh, you know, I'm not one of those guys that hangs around with comics. I don't write. I don't, you know, I don't uh, uh, do all the stuff that comedy, you know, I'm not on the phone constantly trying to book gigs and. But is that like what keeps the longevity going? I, you know what? I, I never thought, you, God, you're like a psychiatrist. Uh, <laughs> I should have been laying on this bed over here. Um, yeah, you know, maybe, may, maybe, maybe that's why. Maybe I haven't burned myself out with all the. Uh, the little things that, you know, the, the comics do that, uh, it's so weird is that, uh, so many comics, I mean, I'm sure you guys, when you get done with your show, you all go someplace and have some breakfast and Sometimes. smoke a cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've done that to a small degree, but I never did it a lot. And, uh, part of me says, would I have been more successful if I would have put more time to that? Or there's part of me that says, would I have gotten burned out by now? And, you know, so I'd be someplace right now saying, uh, "Welcome to Applebee's." <laughs> I don't know. We'll never know. Well, crap. I, I no. guess I guess I should be wrapping this up. Uh, How long we talk for? Uh, about an hour and fifteen. Oh, cool. Around thirteen mm. minutes. Yeah. I appreciate. Well, this was it. fun, Eddie. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Well, I, ho- I hope you. I, ho- I hope it's interesting. When when uh, so like you can just go on the thing and click it, and I can listen to me. Yeah, here soon. I'll well, let you know. Well, you know what's so weird is that uh, I haven't seen or heard me. In 15 years, really? I haven't I haven't seen Godfather's of Comedy. I've seen, I've well I take that back. I've seen I've seen the other guys, and I saw about a minute or two of me. So as a performer, can you not watch yourself? I cannot watch myself. See, I I mean, for me, yeah, in my way, like I record everything I do. Well, that's the see. you know what? That's the correct thing to do. <laughs> really? That's what you're supposed to do. I mean, I see comics go on stage with their with their uh, cassette players, a little handheld camera. Yeah, yeah, that is the right way to do it. I don't. I just. I just have. I have a problem. With I don't me. know though, but I mean, you're you're sitting on a better side of the fence than I well, am. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm 25 years older than you. All right. I mean, uh, trust me. That's you'll true. be you'll you'll be as a matter of fact when I was your age I was exactly where you're at right now. <laughs> no, I no as a matter of fact you're you're far you're far more ahead of the game than I was. I don't I don't think I am. Oh yeah, I mean no, I was just <laughs> uh just jumping in the car and trying to figure it out. Um but uh yeah, I I, I just not uh I, I I can listen to this stuff more than I can watch. I can't watch myself on stage. I don't I I always Feel like I should have turned left when I turned right, you know, just kind of, you yeah. know, ah, I should have said that, I should have did it. So, working on your like yeah, posture and yeah. stuff, yeah. Uh, sure. Interviews like this, like when I do radio and stuff, I can usually listen to it because, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to be hilarious. I, I'm having trouble watching this thing because I, I feel like it's a heart monitor. I just want to know, I feel like I'm dying or something. Well, you're still alive. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> uh, well, thank you again for coming. Hey, that was uh, that, that was great. I hope. Uh, I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I, like I. Hope so I now, what, what goes on now? Now you put it on the on. Uh, how will we know? So will I, people comment on it or what, what happens? Well, so I edit it and yeah. then it goes on to iTunes and uh-huh. then it's available for anybody to listen. Ah, to. that's very cool. Yeah. 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 Not too bad. Something. Hmm. It's the wave of the future. 
Oh, it is. I mean, yeah. I mean, this is definitely. Now, I mean, you, you can make money like this after a while. You can get like appetizers and stuff and then go that route. Yeah, actually, I have uh, comedyhangout.com is my ah, advertisement there right you now. Go. Cool. Yeah, they're not too bad. Yeah. Well, very <laughs> cool, man. Yeah. Right. So now, what's uh, what's going on as far as uh, comedy around the, the city the next couple of weeks? Well, I'm, I'm gone Wednesday and then, I'm, and then I leave again, I think, uh, Saturday for Vegas. But. The biggest thing is uh, the Iowa Comedy Festival, yeah. uh, which is coming up in September. Mm-hmm. It's going to be basically every Thursday mm-hmm. throughout September. And there's also the open mics every Tuesdays going on. Cool. Yeah. And then random shows. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to try, try to uh, make a few and hang around. And you know, Like I told my wife, I, I feel better when I, I... You lose your comedy chops, but you, know, you, you get around the young guys and it kind of... Uh, I don't think you lost your comedy. Well, I know, but I mean, I just, you, you get you get rusty. I mean, you get you know when all you do is listen to yourself. After a while, it's like I mean, I worked with two other comics in Little Rock and, and pretty funny guys, uh, Danny Keaton out of out of Dallas, funny guy, Mexican guy. Okay. Um, but uh, but it's just fun to watch the new guys, and and, and I and I don't mind. I, I I like every once in a while I'm trying to get on stage, and if I have a new bit I want to do, but yeah. I always try to say, put me up after everybody else has done their gig. You know, I don't want to I don't want to step on anybody's toes. It's trying to. Yeah. Get to the next stage. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. All right. All right, buddy. Thanks everybody for listening. Bye.